I find myself in the boardroom um, having a conversation with um, someone who I enjoy working with and we've been working together for how long? How long have we been, we been working together for? I've been working here since 2009. So 2009? Yeah, so I think this year is the 13th year. 13th year. So, <laughs> so mate, I should have introduced you. How rude of me. Who am I talking to? Who's this person? Hello. <laughs> Hello, students and parents. I'm Sunmi. <laughs> and what do you do at the school? So uh, my main role is a uh, uh, admissions manager here, admissions and marketing manager. Mm. So I normally meet new parents, prospective parents and students, mm. and I um, answer to their questions. Mm. Most of our you know prospective parents they have many questions about school. They do, and, and part of the reason for me wanting to have a, a conversation with you because you were dying with embarrassment when I said I need to interview. No, no, I said no, I have to, and the reason is. Um, I would reckon you would have met and talked with nearly every child in the school that's and correct. their parents. Yeah, that's correct. And there wouldn't be, apart from maybe the principal or the head of the school, mm -hmm. um, there wouldn't be anybody else in the school that has got the, the privilege of doing that. Right. You, you've met every child in this school. That's correct. Um, yeah. How do you... How do you find that? Like that's that's amazing. You know, from the, the, the two and three year olds all the way up to the eighteen year olds. Right. I mean, but you know, most of my time I normally talk to parents. Mm. But of course, whenever we interview students or mm. whenever we have a uh, you know students and parents visit, of mm. course, I also you know meet a lot of you know students too. So I think that's really how can I say it's a great experience. Mm. It's because our students and parents are from all over the world. Mm. And not only parents can speak English, mm. but also sometimes, of course, parents, we have a, um, Korean parents and students. Of course. But we also have students from China, mm. Japan, Spain, mm. well, well, Yes, Germany. I mean, European countries, South American yes, countries from, that, from all over correct. the world. So yeah. you, you're dealing with um, dozens and dozens of countries, right. dozens of, of cultural differences between here and, and, uh, and, and wherever they're coming from. Right. You have to move in the most amazing circles. You know, you have to adjust your cultural understanding of of parents, of expectations, of schools, of kids. I mean, that sure. that must be very demanding. Or I mean, is that a challenge for you? Is that difficult for you? No, actually, I'm actually enjoying that. Mm. Is because basically parents are same. I think yeah, okay. they want to find the best school uh, for their I mean children. Mm. So that's why, of course, there are different. I mean, cultural difference. Mm -hmm. But basically, you know, I, I think parents are the same. So they yeah. just see, you know, want to know and find the best school for their children. Yeah. But one of your great strengths, because you haven't always been, like what's your, your academic background? Because your ability to translate, um, it just floors me. I mean, I can be sitting in here with a meeting with, with Korean parents and, and your ability to translate is phenomenal and the speed with which you do it. Is that... Like, what did you study at university? Did you have you got a background in languages, or how did, how did you come about? How did no. you be so good? Yeah, actually, that one is my just master degree, but I have a BA in mm. um, food and nutrition. Do you? Yeah, area. Okay. So okay. actually, um, yeah, but I, I think that's quite common to Korean students. I had no choice to choose my major it's because <laughs> I had to find the university just depending on mm. my um, 
exam result. But you chose to do a master's in interpretation or language? That's correct. The reason why I chose that one is because even I choose, uh, you know, my BA mm. uh, for food and nutrition, mm. sure. I really enjoyed um, learning English. Yes. So I, um, yeah, I continue to uh, study English actually. Still going in now? Uh, not not now, because yeah. <laughs> no, when I was young, yeah. But when <laughs> so, I was young, as soon as I sure. graduated from high school, mm. I just uh, you know got English you know language course to sure. improve my English. Because mm. even you know I had the English lesson in high school and middle school, mm. it wasn't enough. No. So I was just able to read uh, English, but I couldn't understand what you know people say or right. cannot be. Really did you? Did you? Did you travel into an English-speaking environment? Like, did you go into English-speaking countries, or how did you? Did you just learn it within this country? From the beginning, mm. yeah, I just have learned English for you know in uh, in the university sure. for two years or three years, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. I took an opportunity to travel around Europe oh, okay. for like forty-five days. Right, wow! And uh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, it's not a good thing, but I remember that I put on weight like 15 kilograms mm. only for 45 days because wow. I enjoy eating a lot of different food. Because <laughs> it was my first time to, you know, wow. go abroad. So. Well, if I go back to your English, your English is phenomenal. And I, I certainly Thank you. Huge, I hugely appreciate the fact that you can um, be in an environment here with, with a lot of Korean families. Um, and yeah. you, your ability to translate for them is, is terrific. And, and uh, um, it's been really nice to have a, a conversation with you. Yeah. Um, I think it's part of these podcasts is for the community to understand the people that make this big machine work. And, and you're a, a very, very important and valuable part of that, of, of this machine. So, so me, yeah. it's been great. Thank you. <laughs> So we're recording now. Okay. Um, I've been speaking with people from all over this wide world, and uh, of course, we've head down to the um, the southern hemisphere once before when I spoke to Mr. Kruger. But I'm heading down to a different part of the southern hemisphere. Some would say the greatest part yes. of the southern hemisphere. And would you say that? What's well, the centre of the universe? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm talking to Mr. Young, of course. I'm curious as to why you believe it's the centre of the universe, Mr. Young. Um, well, it reminds me, talking about this, it reminds me of um, the, the maps that we use back home, and you probably have some of these as well, that the maps that we use in geography, mm. they actually have the southern hemisphere at the top. Correct. And the northern hemisphere at the bottom. Correct. Because no, the, the, no one should really... Um, there's no rule that says one has to be up. I know. It all depends where you're standing. If you're standing in the southern hemisphere, then you're up. Right? Does that put you at the top of the world? Um, we'll put some, put us at the top of the world. <laughs> Sorry. The great, yeah. the long white cloud, is it? Is the it? land of the long the, la the land of the long white cloud. I was almost there. Aotearoa. Aotearoa. New Zealand for those yeah. uninformed. Um, yeah, New Zealand. I mean... <sighs> The the rivalry between Australia and New Zealand is uh, is intense, but it's built on great respect. Yes, indeed. and it's built on great friendship yep. um, over many many years. So you may hear us, you know, bantering from time to time because I'm from Australia and Mr. Young's from New Zealand, but it's absolutely done with the greatest of respect. Because yes. I think is it fair to say there's a great well, connection between the countries, yeah, and it can be echoed um, only just recently. In the Twenty fourth of April, which was Sec Day, which we kind of missed it a little bit because we were very, very busy. That was a but Sunday. 
and and it's a Sunday, mm. but um, normally I would be getting up at dawn service as you would, yes, and we would be there with our correct with Anzac our, with our just badges on. We would explain uh, Anzac. What is what is the Australia New Zealand Army Corps? Yep. Um, and it's to commemorate um, losses and and uh, world wars that happened previously, and, and Gallipoli gets um. Yeah, special mention in that because of the tragedy that happened there. It does, and in particular with large numbers yeah. of New Zealand and Australian uh, services. Correct, and I, and I think to be to be honest, that's a huge part of where that um, really strong bond between the countries, yeah. you know, starts. It's, it's not the only, but it, 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 that, that strong connection between the countries. So, um, but it's anyway. We well, well, got, plus also there's there's a million New Zealanders living in Australia, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is a significant number. <laughs> Also, I'm reminded of um, that there's a, there's a very large volume of, book, uh, of uh, a book in the library mm -hmm. that's always on the desk whenever I walk into the library. And for some reason, it, it, you, you know what it is. Can, can you tell everybody? What is it, the book on Australian cricket? Is yes. That, book? Right. <laughs> I don't know how it gets there. Yeah. <laughs> but I've, I've been there with post-it notes and I've book, bookmarked the key pages that talk about New Zealand's victories. So you'll be coming. There'll be a few and far between. But anyhow, that's that we could digress. <laughs> Other areas, yeah, no. <laughs> but Mr. Yang, you've been at the school here for a while. This is my tenth year. Tenth, wow. Okay. Um, and you've, uh, you know, you've had a, a variety of roles while you've been in the school. What sort of roles have you have you been sort of? Well, I came in as a in? design and art teacher. That's true. Um, yeah. And um, and I've coached teams while I've been here. This earlier on, mm. um, not so much recently. Mm. And um, but I've moved into the art department. I'm teaching that now. That's true. Yep. Um, pretty much fully. I think I'm doing a little bit of design next year. You are. Yep. That's correct. Um, but I, I kind of like design and art. They, mm. they kind of work together well for mm. me. There's a lot of a lot of a connection there, even though they're different disciplines with the IB. Um, but yeah, I like I, I, I like to sort of um, be creative and mm. make things and do things. And, but I think that's coming out even in the the, the the other project which you've been working on for the last couple of years. Yeah, which is the yearbook. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like oh, I'm immersed in that at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that, that gives you that opportunity where you can design the layout yeah. and those sorts of things yes, as well as you're right. creative with that's the right. use of the photos and the images and yeah. those things. So, so I try and, um, and incorporate some creative, mm. unique difference into a, mm, into what is a design project, yes. really, essentially. I yes. mean, the yearbook is a graphic design yeah. project. Yeah. And design and art are similar. Like design is a creative process. Mm. So when I talk about art, mm. um, what criteria C if we're talking about mm -hmm. you know, the curriculum? Mm. Is you know creative thinking, and, mm. um, uh, and what we like to see, what we need to see there within the strands of that is creative thinking behaviours. Mm. Design the process is a creative, creative thinking behaviour. There are a number of other different ones. Yeah, of course. So, so, um, so I incorporate a design process you know, element into mm. art as well. Because yeah, but what I what I think structure, is structure, structure. Yes, gives, it gives students an ability to understand mm. how to be creative mm. rather than. This nefarious pulling mm. ideas out of the year and being brilliant. No, but what I do, what I do see, and I was just looking at the past copies of the yearbook, mm. and they are different every year. Either it's got a different theme or a different structure or a different layout, mm. um, which is terrific. So you're not you're not necessarily just sticking with you know a working formula. Mm. You know, you you are prepared to which would take be risk. an easy thing to do. It would be, <laughs> but you're prepared to take risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yes, that's right. So, depending on the year and the product and what you'd like to see at the end. Yeah. You know. Which is terrific. So, well, it's like you want to keep people engaged, right? Yeah, you see the same thing. You know, sure, we could produce a document that mm. would be a, an accurate document of what goes mm. on in the mm. school. But you know, the big thing with the yearbook is trying to actually um, have things and images and activities in there mm. that represent what students are doing. Absolutely, okay, and yeah. the breadth of it, and 
but yep. also the positive mm. elements that we're doing here mm. as well, which are, which is evident. I mean, yeah. when you when you actually see it. But um, look, Mr. Young, it's been good to touch base. I mean, we could talk yeah. for hours. Yeah. I mean, we're only just sort of scratching the surface. Yeah. I didn't even get into some of the other things I wanted well, to find out about. I wanted to talk about maybe this is for another day. Just yeah. you know how you end up being a teacher, but yeah. that's that that could be another whole. Um, uh, topic of conversation, which is really interesting, because I've had that mm -hmm. uh, question and conversation with many of the other people I've spoken to in an interview. But we'll save it for another time, yes, Mr. Young. Good, good to use the spot as an advertisement for the year. Absolutely, come and watch the space. <laughs> it's been good talking. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Roll. Uh, as I do every week, I try and have wonderful conversations with people about um, who they are, what makes them tick, and I spend a lot of time talking with teachers and uh, other staff members in the school, and I really enjoy having conversations with students. And here I have Mr. Joe McCloskey. Hello. Hi, Joe. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, Joe, you've been at the school now for how long? Oh, this is my second year here. Second. Where were you before you came and joined us? I was in India for five years. Wow. Tell me, whereabouts in India? Uh, Bangalore. Right. Yeah. Tell, tell me and, and the listeners, Bangalore, what's it like? What's it like to be in, in India? It, it's incredible. Uh, it's it really nice there. The weather's much more different to the, than it is to Korea. How, how's it different? Well, the seasons are different. Yeah. So okay. in Korea, you have the, the set seasons. It's similar to Europe, the seasons. Yes. Yep. But the seasons in India work entirely differently. Mm. Like There's the cold and warm areas, mm. you have the dry season, and mm. then you also have like the harvesting seasons. Okay. But it's like the seasons work around like different aspects to what the seasons work around here. Yeah. And when when you say seasons, so in Bangalore, did you have the traditional four seasons or was it really that different? Uh it wasn't too different, but sure. it it definitely it varies to what it's like here in Korea. And what was it what was it like living day-to-day -day life in, in Bangalore? I mean, how does it compare to maybe your day-to-day -day life here in Korea? Um my day-to-day -day life here in Korea, I well Bangalore's so much easier to go outside and stuff. There's in a lot Korea. more nature than in Korea. Oh, okay, okay. Wow. And did you enjoy your time in India? Is it something you look back with fond memories or is it like, oh, I'm glad I left? Or how, how did you feel when you left? Completely fond memories. I, I was very disappointed when I left. Yeah, I of course. very happy there. Of course. And why? Because you had connections or friends? Or I had friends, but I also, the community that we lived in was brilliant. Yeah. There was yeah. a swimming pool there, which is yes. incredible. <laughs> well, well, we'll try and get one of those, Joe, okay? But, <laughs> Um, and so all of a sudden you've uh, you've ended up in Korea. How have you found that transition going from uh, India, which is very very different, to Korea? How have you found that transition? Initially, it was quite difficult because mm. in India it was we lived in a city, but it wasn't it was a lot more rural than it is here. Like the city that we live in, Busan, mm. there's skyscrapers mm. everywhere, mm. and that was a really big transition for me. Okay, to go to find like a natural spot, you have to really search for one. Yes. Yeah. So looking for beauty in places is something I've learned to do. Okay. And when you say, you know, skyscrapers in Busan, what was the tallest building sort of in Bangalore where you were that you were sort of used to seeing? Well, if we drove into the city, because right. we were on the outskirts of right. the city of yep. Bangalore, uh, if you drove into the city, the buildings would get quite big. Sure. Yeah, because sure. it's a big city. But when we were on the outskirts of the city, mm. the buildings were kept, they were mm. still really tall, but most of the tall ones were apartment buildings and stuff. Right. They, never, they weren't really skyscrapers. Okay. And so the sorts of things that uh, that you can do um, here, are they different from what you could do in India? I mean, I, I, this is a very safe country. Did you feel the same when you were in, in, uh, in India? 
Yeah, completely. Okay. I think the biggest part about my uh, like my adventures in Busan compared to Bangalore mm. is the setting. Like in India, yeah. it was we were in a landlocked state. Okay. And so to go to the beach, you had to fly. Right. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, you don't have to worry about that here, do you? No, I, I live on the beach here. So. No, that's brilliant. And I, I, we here, you can obviously see a lot of water, and you're surrounded by water, given where we are. Yeah. Obviously, that wasn't the case when you were in Bangalore. It was, it wasn't salt water, and you couldn't really go swimming as much. Right. There were like private lakes and areas, yes. and like natural parks and stuff. Yes. And you could go to those, and you could swim in them if you wanted to. Okay. And it's it's not the same as going to the beach, though. No. No. Okay. Okay. Well, that's been cool. Uh, Joe, I know we've only scratched the surface as your experiences in uh, in India and uh, and Korea, but it's been really nice to, to catch up and have a chat. Yeah, thank you. Good on you. Thanks, Joe.